Um, we're going to be in um, Romans 12, um, verse 2. It should come up on the side of us. What we've been doing the last few weeks is um, sort of bringing life verses, really. And this is a verse that um, early on in my Christian walk I read. I understood some of it, and it's a, it's a w- verse that I'm continuing to work through, and it's a, worth, a, a verse that I'm sure I'll continue to work through for the rest of my life. It is Romans 12, verse 2. It says, do, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good acceptable and perfect. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you for this morning. Lord, I want to thank you that we can open your word. Lord, I want to thank you that you are here with us now. Lord, would you soften our hearts? Lord, would you still our minds? Father, would you speak to each and every one of us this morning? Lord, would you transform us, Lord, as we go away from here this morning? Amen. Amen. And we're going to be sort of focusing in in the middle part of of this verse. Be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Mind, um, the, the sort of word mind at the moment is really relevant, isn't it? If you, if you talk to your friends, if you talk to your colleagues, sort of mindfulness, um, mental health, mental well-being, it really is um, a, a topic of, of now. And our minds are extraordinary, aren't they? Our minds are just absolutely extraordinary. I read this week that on average, the National Science Foundation says that we, we have around 50,000 thoughts a day. That's 350,000 thoughts a week, 1.5 million thoughts a month, over 18 million thoughts a year. Is, I, I don't know about you, I was like, quite stunned. That is a lot of thinking. And if you're anything like me, I'm probably at the top end of that 18 million. And um, if you're anything like me, we sort of seem to live in a time where we seem to be thinking and engaging with more literature. And we seem to be more connected than we um, have ever been before. We are a, a, a society who loves to be informed and take up loads and copious amounts of information. And I read a, a verse this week, this week. It says, be still and know that I am God. And I don't know what you're, you've been thinking about this week, but I haven't had much stillness this week. It's sort of like, wow, I haven't really had much stillness. I wonder what the first thing you thought about this morning. Um, I wonder what you're thinking about right now. It would be amazing to get it up on, on the screen. Right? Peter Jones is thinking this. Or what, what's the last thing that you think about when you, when you go to bed? Our minds, I want to suggest, are more active than they've ever been in, in this current day. And, and mental well-being is a real challenge, isn't it? And, and part of my testimony today is that this has been a, a particular challenge for me over the years. It seems that, that more and more young people are, are suffering from anxiety and depression. We seem to have more um, what they call milkshake thinking. We're thinking about all sorts of stuff at all sorts of time. And um, I read a book a few years ago, um, The 21-Day Brain Detox. 
I thought, brilliant. 21 days, I'm going to detox. It does not work. It does not work. It is a, it is a process, as we're going to learn this morning. But this, um, this lady, Dr. Caroline Leaf, she's a, a Christian. She's a scientist, uh, really well regarded in this field. She says, it's the quality of our thinking and choices our react- and our reactions which determine our brain architecture. This means that the quality of our thinking affects the shape and architecture of the brain and the resultant quality of health in our minds and bodies. Effectively, what she, she is saying, the way that, that our minds can be both a, a blessing and a curse. She talks about something called neuroplasticity. It's the, the manual bus, uh, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? malleability of our minds, that our minds can be both transformed, hallelujah, they can be both a blessing, we can, we, we, our minds are active and living, we can transform our thinking, but also our minds can be a curse, we can have toxic thinking, we can get into patterns of thinking that um, science is finally catching up with scripture that is not good for us. Uh, 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 our minds can send us off down a track that we didn't anticipate. And maybe some of you can relate to that. That's, that's been my own experience. That actually, um, I, I, I want to do certain things, but actually my mind is saying, actually, no, you don't want to do that, or that's not who you are. We can think at times all sorts of negative thinking. And this morning... That what, what, the way we're going to get to, it's through Scripture, the reading and the devouring and loving of Scripture, that is the primary place that we reinforce the positive architecture of our thinking. It's through Scripture and it's through the love of God's Word that we get to transform and renew our thinking. You see, the extraordinary thing happens. If you're a Christian here this morning, or if you're exploring the Christian journey, an extraordinary thing happens when you become a Christian. In the moment that you're, you're entering into a relationship with Jesus, you're, you're arriving at a point where you believe Jesus is Lord, you believe in who he says he is, you believe in the death and the resurrection of Jesus, and you're exploring this, and you're starting to read scriptures that, that, that um, you become a child of God, and you become a co-heir, and this starts to happen. You're on this Christian journey, and in the moment you give your life to Jesus, and you turn away from your old life, and you acknowledge him as Lord, and you ask ask him to come and live inside of you, you become a new creation, the Bible says. Hallelujah. It's great, great news, hey? And there is a transformation that happens in that moment that will never change. In that moment, when you become a Christian, you are sealed, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit bears witness. You were once a stranger and an alien. Jesus was nothing but a swear word in my own case. And all of a sudden, what? I'm a Christian. Yes, it's extraordinary. There's an extraordinary transaction that takes place. I remember a few months later reading in the book of Ezekiel, and it says a time's going to come where hearts of stone, who do not know God, are going to be changed with hearts of flesh, and you're going to get to know him. And I was reading this, and I looked down my shirt, and I went, wow, I've had heart surgery, and there's no scars. It's extraordinary. It's extraordinary transaction. If you're not a Christian here this morning, this is a transaction that's available 
to you. That you get to experience God's love today. You get to be in a relationship with him forevermore. You turn away from your old life. You are sealed. You become a son and daughter of God. It's an extraordinary transaction. Now, the years that followed my own Christian journey were extraordinary. In that moment of becoming a Christian and the months and years that followed, something really dynamic happened in my life. My need for class A drugs or social recreational drugs was no more. My need to sleep around or or to get obliterate drunk to feel loved and secure was no more. Genuinely, that's my testimony. In that, in, the, in that moment, in the weeks and days that followed, there was a transformation that took place. My heart and my mind were transformed. It was amazing. Relationships were repaired. I had a new outlook on life. It was an extraordinary few years. But then, sort of a few years in, and I, I, I'm naturally someone who loves to pray, who loves to worship. My sort of bias is not reading God's word. And after a few years, I knew that I was a child of God, that I'm a child of God. The spirit bears witness. I'm like, yeah, Lord, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I'm for you. But it was almost as if my mind was over here. <laughs> my mind was still thinking old things. That, that my heart was definitely, I'm, I'm for God, but my mind was still thinking old things. The alignment of my identity of who the Bible says I am and what I was thinking and sometimes experiencing were, were sometimes a paradigm shift. I wonder if anyone can relate to that. If, you, if you've been a Christian here for years, Actually, sometimes our experience, how things stack up, my heart and mind, they, 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 they conflict against each other. It's, it's a battle of the mind, and that was my own experience. And I started listening to lies that actually, are you a, a child of God? Did God really say that he would be with you always? that he has plans to prosper you for a hope and a future. These wonderful promises of God that I heard about, but actually was I living in the, the fullness and truth of them? And I remember praying to God saying, Lord, I know who you are, I love you, I'm in, I'm for you, but you just need to renew my mind right now because my experience and the way that I think is not in a line with what your word is. The toxic thinking that was consuming my life was just extraordinary. I remember saying to God, like, I know, God, in that transaction, I became a son of God. Why didn't I get a download? I I genuinely thought that. Like, wouldn't it be great to get a download, you know, like sort of download. Oh, yes, I'm a Christian. And then you sort of walk that, like, all these scriptures are downloaded, and off you go. I genuinely thought that would be amazing. It'd be terrible, wouldn't it? What's the download going to be? What, we all have the same download? We all be sitting here like, yes. We'd all be the same. We'd all be exactly the same. No, no. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. God takes us on a journey that we never even dream or imagine. Things happen to us that we didn't anticipate. And it's through Scripture, folks, that we get to transform and renew our minds. Let me just bear with me a second. And this morning. Um, it's kind of odd that I'm speaking about this because 
I, but my natural default is not someone, as you've already started to hear, who loves the word of God. I, I'm, I'm not really qualified to, to speak about the importance and, and um, just how important it is to, to be in God's word. By, in my natural bias, it does not qualify me to speak on this this morning. But in the last 12, 18 months, I've gone on, a, on genuinely an extraordinary journey to meet God in a new way through his word. In the last 12 months or so, it's been a real difficult time. I came to a realization that I would think things about myself that were not healthy, that would actually um, were almost abusive to myself. I came to a, a realization that I would think and hold on to grudges of things that happened to me. I realized the depth of, of what I describe as toxic thinking. It was not a good place. It's a really lonely place. You can feel isolated, particularly if you've been a Christian for quite a while, actually. You sort of think, well, you know, I'm a Christian. I should be reading my Bible. You know, my, my mind's transformed. I'm renewed. You know, I'm in, in Christ, all of that stuff. That wasn't my experience in the last few years. And I just wonder this morning, is there anyone else who is struggling in this area? And then something just extraordinary happened. And, and, I, and first of all, I just really want to honor people who, um, being in God's word, being in regular relationship and reading God's word, have been such examples and challenges to me. There are many w men and women in this church who do this regularly, that you excel in it and you encourage and you build one another up. I just want to honor you guys. Many of you have said to me, Jason, this scripture will help you. And do you know when you're in the middle of it, you're like, yeah, yeah, I've got loads of scriptures, but it just they're mounting up left, right, and center. You've almost got to find it yourself. But I thank you genuinely for the people who, who this is something that you excel in, that you are a regular reader and you love God's word. You are an example to us. And I just want to challenge you, keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. If this is an area of strength, you guys that do this really, really well, keep on doing it. Keep on handing the baton on to us young'uns and other folks who are going to come into the church because this is a, a vital area. Being regularly in God's word is the bread and butter, gluten-free included, of walking the Christian journey. So for those of you who do that well, keep on, keep on doing it. So I, I met God in, in this new way about 12 months ago. I, um, we, uh, we had a new baby, which was just extraordinary. Um, so I was learning to become a dad. But quickly, the, the, the sort of pressure of life um, got the better of me. I, I hadn't quite grieved for my dad. Things were changing at work and our house. And all of a sudden, I ended up in a way of thinking that just really was not good, as, I, as I've mentioned already. And do you know, you know the, the, the amazing thing about God's word is, you know, you can read God's word and you read it and it's like, oh, that's really nice. It's nice for you. God works through all things for those who love him and you read it and you, you sort of believe it. You've, you've, you've talked the talk and you've walked the walk a little bit. But actually, when you start to, to dig in and you genuinely believe that God's word is living and alive and that it's sharper than a two-edged sword and you actually start to have a, a genuine, authentic 
Bible reading pattern in your life, an extraordinary thing starts to happen. An extraordinary thing starts to happen. And I believe this morning, the reason I'm speaking on this area, that an area that I'm so weak in, is because I believe God wants to release a number of us in this area because it can be an area that's hidden. If you're walking the Christian walk and and it's just a little bit tricky reading God's word, it's an area that can go hidden. It's an area that you can go weeks, months, years and not really experience the love of God through his word. And you just go, you turn up on a Sunday and that's what happens. And you get discouraged, you get distortion of, of who God is, who you are. I really believe God wants to speak to us this morning. If this is an area that you've struggled in, you feel condemned in this, God wants to convict you. He wants to bring freshness. He wants to bring fresh life. God wants us to be men and women. He wants us to be a community of people who absolutely love his word. Amen? And I believe, I believe that's what he's going to do this morning. We're going to respond at the end. If this, is an, if this is an area that you have struggled in, if this is an area that you just haven't repented or confessed to someone, I really want to encourage you to do that this morning. I really believe that the Holy Spirit is going to set people alight this morning in this area. Because you know what? He, that's exactly what he is starting to do in my life. I'm not qualified to be here. I've genuinely met God in a new way through his word. And I'm here this morning to encourage and stir us. He wants to set us on a new path. He wants us to be authentic in our walk with him. He wants us to be men and women who are in this word, experiencing his love, having our minds transformed because of what Jesus has done on the cross. Amen? Amen. How are we doing for time? Um, so maybe just practically, I, I, I've, gone, I've gone left, right, and center. I haven't f- followed these notes that I've meticulously, meticulously prepared. How do we do this? What are the practical applications for us here this morning? We're going to respond and pray. That's the, that's the first and foremost thing that we're going to do. If this is an area of challenge, if this is an area that you want God to to fan into flame, if this is an area that you want to just be a champion in, if this is an area that you want to be part of a community of people who are going to just be on fire for God's word, we're going to pray. We're going to respond. We're going to pray together. And if there's other people who want to be prayed for, you can come out here and be prayed for. But I want to get really practical because here's the thing. As much as people pray for you, and as much as people give you verses, if you're a Christian here this morning, it's your responsibility, folks. <laughs> and I, I've sort of abdicated this responsibility a lot of times. If you're a Christian here this morning, it's your responsibility to be in God's word. And I don't say that heavy. I don't say that to, to oh my goodness, this is, he doesn't even know how much difficulty this is for me. I'm not saying it to condemn you. I'm saying you to, to bring you through to conviction. I'm, giving, I'm saying it so that God can realign, he can transform and renew your thinking. And that you can walk and lead the life and live in the fullness that God is, has, has planned for you and who you are in Christ. This is part of the DNA of Christian life. And people, I'm sure, have said this to me before, but I just, it wasn't getting in. It, my mind wasn't transformed to genuinely believe and live in it. 
being in God's word daily is part of the DNA of being a Christian. Amen? So how do we do it? Well, the first thing we do is Mark, I just so brilliantly what Mark shared last week. He talked about having a regular time, a regular time, a daily routine. If anyone goes walking or goes to the gym, you know, you don't start lifting, you know, you don't start walking 20 miles and lifting heavy weights. You start small. If this is an area of challenge for you, do not come out of here tomorrow and sign up to do a Bible in a year. You will fail. You will absolutely fail. What do you do? You just start with three, four, five minutes. Five minutes tomorrow morning, tomorrow night, whenever you, whenever is your bias. I'm a morning person. I know there are many people here, an evening person. Five minutes. And do you know what happens? God sees that. He sees your heart. He's delighted with that five minutes that you bring. As a promise, it says, as you draw near to him, he draws near to you. The excuse is that I don't have time, I'm too busy, I'm not a great reader. It doesn't stack up, guys. These are lies. I had many excuses. I found out several years ago that I had dyslexia. Perfect excuse not to read the Bible. Brilliant. It was such a good, I had the excuse of all excuses. No, no, I'm dyslexic. I do not need to read the Bible. I believed that for a while. I believed that. What the devil meant for evil, God meant for good. Hallelujah. I, I managed to see something in the Bible that said that was a lie, and I'm going to power through this with your help, God. Five minutes, folks. God will meet you in that. Pray. The second thing, just pray. As you open, as you open the word tomorrow morning, one verse at a time, one word, wherever you're starting, wherever you're starting block. Because what will happen, God ordains it, God loves it, and over the weeks and months and years, you will start reading verses, chapters, and you will go on. That's what will happen. But pray, as you open up, Father, would you speak to me this morning? I don't want to be here. My mind's all over the place. Please help me. God hears that. He loves to answer that prayer. So first thing, regular time, few minutes. Second thing, pray. Third thing, these fellas, got to get off them, guys. I, I really like my phone. Um, I've got a Bible on here. I've got my emails on here. I've got my WhatsApp. I've got all these different apps. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of in the tech angle, okay? But get off the phones. 80% of us, the first thing we do in the morning, what do we do? We check this. If we want to be a people who are t- being transformed by the renewing of our thinking, we don't want this to be the first thing we do in the morning. Turn it airplane mode. It doesn't need to be on overnight. <laughs> it doesn't need to be on overnight. Get the phone out of the room. You don't need to be on it. Get the Bible and start that way. Please, please hear me. I, I've, I've got into all sorts of pickles. I work in the tech industry and we are pro-pro-tech, but some of the stuff that is starting to come out about the amount of time that we're spending on here and actually what it's starting to do to our thinking, genuinely. I'm not, I'm not sort of anti-tech, please hear that. First thing in the morning, last thing at night, just turn them off. First thing you do in the morning or last thing at night, you're in God's word. Fourth thing, just you and God in a quiet room. Last day at night, first thing in the morning. Great reading Bible on on the train, fantastic, brilliant, devour it. But that's not the first fruits. Just you and him in a quiet room. Open your Bible, 
Father, come and speak to me. And you know what? God will do extraordinary things. He will set a fire ablaze in your heart that your mind will start to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I really hope that's helpful. Um, I think I could have talked for, for hours. But folks, I, I really do believe this morning God wants to, he wants to set a fresh expectancy in reading God's word. I haven't really been around church life that long, but it does seem to be, it's a bit of a taboo subject, reading your Bible. Are you reading your Bible? It's sort of something that we don't really talk about. It's something that we're not open to. I'm really struggling in this area, but you've been a Christian 30 years. How can you be struggling in this area? I don't know, that's my view. Might be wrong. But I believe God wants to ignite and reignite a flame in your heart. He wants us to be a community of people who are just going about our business in secret and shouting from the rooftops that we're going to be groups of believers, individuals, spending a few moments, 10, 20 minutes, and we're going to be coming together and we're going to be proclaiming what God is saying to us in secret. Amen? Um, I'm just going to pray for us, I think. I, I, let's pray and... Um, and then if there are some people who um, you want to pray more, I'd love to pray with you. If this is an area of, of real difficulty, I want to pray with you. If you're someone in the camp, I really didn't go into that much detail. It might not be that appropriate this morning. Where mindfulness and, and the, the way that you think, um, mental well-being is a, is a challenge for you. I, um, I can so relate to that and, um, and I'm still in the mix of it to a degree um, but God is, is, is doing something really special through his word so I'd love to talk to you if that's, if that's you as well. Let's pray. Father God, I want to I wanna thank you for your word. <laughs> Lord, I want to thank you that your word is alive and living. Father, we thank you that, that your word is sharper than a two-edged sword. Your word is the power of salvation. Your word sustains us. Your word has, builds the physical architecture in our thinking. Hallelujah. Your word is the one that transforms and renews our mind. Lord, and I want to pray for us here this morning. Lord, I want to uh, pray that you would set a fire in people's souls this morning to be lovers of your word. Lord, I, I pray that you would convict where there needs to be conviction. I pray that people would be turning away where, where they need to turn away from. Father, I want to pray right now that you would set fresh expectancy. Lord, I want to pray tomorrow and Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday, and a week Wednesday, and, and months, and years ahead, that we are a community of people who are walking, and reading, and devouring, and increasing our knowledge of you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, thank you, you who started a work in us. Hallelujah. 
You're totally committed to us. You were completed on that day and when you return, you will not give up, Lord, in the meantime. You will not give up. Regardless of how difficult it is, you will not give up. You've sent one who intercedes on our behalf. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, be glorified, we pray this morning in this area. Be glorified, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.